Welcome to our Wednesday podcast on the Psalms, some simple devotional thoughts. Today we consider Psalm 100. This psalm is the last in a series of psalms, beginning with Psalm 93, that celebrate the great truth that God is King over all the world. The psalm has a title, A Psalm for Giving Thanks. For as well as acknowledging that God is the universal King, it is full of adoration, joy and thankfulness for what he has done. Hence its name as a canticle in the Book of Common Prayer, Jubilate Deo. It has been a great favourite of many Christians over the years, including Martin Luther. This psalm contains a series of commands and in them are lessons for worship. The first command is found in verse 1. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. This command has already been seen in Psalm 98. It speaks of an enthusiastic worship of a people who have a great love and devotion for God their King. The second command is found in verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. And so we are reminded that worship is not just about singing praise songs. The whole of our lives must be offered to God in obedience and submission to his will. Paul puts it like this in Romans chapter 12 verse 1. I appeal to you therefore brothers by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Notice, it is serving with gladness. God is not a tyrannical king who forces his people to serve him. Ours is a loving service to God, born out of gratitude for his grace towards us. The third command is also found in verse 2. Come into his presence with singing. Yes, when we worship, we must recognise that we are in the presence of the almighty king of the universe and so be reverent. But he is not a despot and we can have joy in his presence, for he is a gracious and good king. The fourth command is found in verse 3. Know that the Lord, he is God. This is a reminder that our worship must be informed. C. H. Spurgeon says on this verse, Our worship must be intelligent. We ought to know whom we worship and why. And it is spelt out in verse 3, whom we worship and why. It is he who has made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. God is our maker and it is therefore his right to receive worship from us. But he is also our shepherd. He is the one who lovingly watches over us, lovingly guides us and lovingly meets our needs. And so we are devoted to him and willingly worship and give thanks. The fifth command is found in verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. 
When we come into God's presence, it must be with thanksgiving. And if anyone has reason to be thankful, it is God's people for all of his love, grace, mercy and faithfulness to them. Hence in verse 5, For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. These wonderful attributes of God, in verse 5, also tell us why we can have a boldness when coming into his presence. For he is not a despotic king, but a loving and gracious king. As long as we are receivers of God's love, grace, mercy and faithfulness, we must be givers of thanks. And surely we have so much to thank God for. The author Robert Louis Stevenson once said, the man who forgets to be grateful has fallen asleep in life. Join me on Friday for Psalm 101.